0: Welcome to Real Herbalism Radio, show 135. Today's show is brought to you by Hunter Creation, uh, creators of your marketing materials, from business cards to banners, from posters to brochures. They've got you covered. Visit them at huntercreation.com. Occupy Medical.
1: Occupy Medical is a free street reach integrated health clinic in Eugene, Oregon. We are at 501c3, and you can reach us at www dot occupy dash medical
2: dot org
0: candace hunter creations
2: candace hunter creations candace helps people connect with plants to create optimum health learn more at candacehunter.com
0: and ace high heat graphics if you want your logo or message printed on shirts aprons sweatshirts you name it they can get it on there for you you can contact them at ace graphics.com and we have the journal of Functional herbalism. Those John, the Journal of Functional Herbalism
2: is brought to you by the good folks at the School of Eclectic or the Eclectic School of Herbal Medicine. And you can find them at FunctionalHerbalism.com.
0: And the Herbal Nerd Society.
2: The Herbal Nerd Society. That uh- is one Cool, rockin' society of plant geeks, isn't it?
1: <laughs> yes, it is. It's exclusive membership. People pay $4.99 a month, and they pay for it in three-month chunks. And it's we have designed it the way that we like to learn herbs ourselves and have for the last couple of decades, month by month, herb by herb. That's the yeah. best way to introduce yourself to herbs. And we also, uh, as a side benefit, not only with the weekly articles, but we also have a Let's Talk series. And we have access to all the old podcasts, the old the podcasts. Old the withered ones. But you can go all the way back to podcast number one. They're not withered, back. they're dried. They're dried. They're preserved. They're vintage. dried. They're vintage. 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 Yes. That's right.
0: <laughs> they're vintage. Yes. And if you'd like to get two months free, just sign up for a whole year. Yes. Then you get forty nine ninety nine and you get two months free.
1: I didn't know that. That's yep. how that works out. Oh. Pretty savvy. Okay, it's like mm-hmm. a
0: coupon. You're welcome. Yep, pretty much. All right, big events. Uh, the first event coming up, actually very close, or maybe even a week away, uh, is May 5th, the Herb Day. And this year's Herb Day herb is hops.
2: Hops. hops. Which,
0: if you live in the Pacific Northwest, every beer you have, is hops. It is hops. It's
1: hoppy. It's yeah. hoppy.
0: It's so so very hoppy, but they
2: grow, they grow really well here. Yes, they, they do. do. There's a particular. There's type a specific brand uh, one one called the Willamette Valley hops. Yeah. For a reason. Yes. Yes. Well, yeah, and really that well yeah,
0: there's that, and there's a whole there's slew more now that, of, that they're doing. Yeah,
2: there's hundreds of varietals, each with its own distinct and. Beautiful selection of aroma and flavor profiles. Indeed,
1: indeed. So Nicole Nelson has put this together, and it started as a very small thing, and now it's really grown, and it's in Venida, Oregon, at the uh, Applegate Regional Theater, right there on Central Road. Uh, both Candice and I will be speaking. We we'll talking
2: about? I'll be talking about herbs for chickens and ducks and geese and poultry in general, and maybe even with a couple parrot herbs thrown in. Parrot herbs, yeah, and
1: I'll be talking about lemon balm. All right,
0: and then if you make the journey to Veneta, Oregon, Oregon, you might as well stay the night with friends, family, or at the hotel because the next day is the Free Herbalism Project, May 6th, at the Mount Rose, not Mount Rose, they sponsoring it. Monroe sponsors.
2: Well, it's at, at
0: Mount Pisgah Arboretum. Mm-hmm.
1: Right. Yep. Right at the edge of of Eugene. It's a beautiful area, 209 acres, seven miles of trails, and this is a free, herbal education uh, put on by both Thomas Easley and
2: Missy Rowe. Yep. Those are the featured speakers. They're going to be really fabulous. They're wonderful. Oh my God, you guys. Yep.
0: And then later in the month, on the 18th through the 20th, which is on a weekend, there will be the Traditional Roots Herbal Conference in Portland.
1: Right. So uh, that's at NUNM, which is on Potter Street, downtown Portland, Oregon. And I will be, Sue, that's me, uh, I will be teaching two of those classes. And there's a lot of other folks like uh, Paul Bergner who are teaching a bunch of those. Many of the students are naturopathic physicians magic position students and you can get your cmes from that conference if that's what you need you can also just come in if you're a beginner or mid-level herbalist there all of the classes are leveled so you can see what you're getting into so you don't feel like you're going over your head or that it might be less complicated than what you're really looking for and we thank orna for putting that on yet again
0: and then on sunday may 20th is the Wildflower fest at
1: Mount Pisgah Arboretum.
0: Arboretum. which we just
1: talk about? Yep.
0: And for a small fee.
1: For a small fee, yes. Unless unless you're already a member, yeah. uh, then you can go in and stroll around and see it's so many really beautiful wildflowers. They've got all the these fabulous people have gone and picked and they put the identifying factors on it. And you can hear music and you can have wonderful, delicious food and pick up some some good good prices on some. Made to plants and some other garden herbs and you know, just, you know, talk to local authors that are there at the booth and just have yourself a hoop nanny. A
0: hoop nanny? Yes, hoop nannies for all. All right. Well, on with the show. Now here are your hosts, Candace Hunter and Sue Sierra Lupe. I'm
1: Candace Hunter. And I'm Sue Sierra Lupe. And, and welcome, welcome to Real Herbalism, Herbalism Radio. Radio. That's like our theme song. It is almost a theme song, Yeah.
0: i hear the guitar in the background as you say it because i always produce the show so i hear that
2: Uh, (laughs) Oh, that's right that's That's awesome awesome. our invisible guitarist right yes we had a wonderful and actually kind of intense discussion last week didn't we
1: yeah we sure did yeah amanda dilday who gave a talk um in regards to her book which she just put out, "Flowers for a Girl," which is more of a poetry and herbalism book, a unique combination, I would say.
2: Yeah, and kind of courageous, actually. Oh, yes. I mean, she really she laid it out. She did. It's amazing how intense and how deeply healing that book can be. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, it's it's a it's one of those books that I read and then I had to put down for a second. What? Well, Who?
2: Yeah, just I gotta just breathe.
1: Yeah, just get a breathe through that. And that yeah. was that was an intense little piece of information. Yeah, and then pick it back up again and you know charge yeah. right through it. But yeah, to have it in that particular model, like she had said in the interview, I don't know how people herbalists are going to handle this. Um, but I, of course, it always depends on the herbalist themselves. Yeah, but there both, are some pretty triggering stuff for some people
2: in there yeah we we both spent a lot of time thinking about actually how do you handle that as an Because that comes up in my practice too. Where people I may mean, come up before practice when it wasn't just before sitting on the bus, or yeah, yes, I've had people <laughs> tell me things yeah, <laughs> so I mean. How do you handle that? I mean, and you, you deal with that for sure through Street Reach Clinic. I mean, Occupy Medical. Heck, I was just at a coffee shop today
1: and the guy, it was me and then the owner of the coffee shop. And I was in there 20 minutes listening to him talk about the death of his mother. Like, I don't even think he knows my name.
2: Right. You know? Yeah.
1: Yeah. (laughs) But apparently I have a, a safe looking face. Yeah. Well, he probably knows you're with
2: Occupy Medical, so you're safe. Maybe. Yeah. yeah I don't know. So how how do talk. you, when you're training the herbalists that are going to be working with you, how do you handle it? Because I know that's coming up with for with a lot of the folks that you're working right. with. Not necessarily everyone, but I know you're seeing a lot of serious
1: trauma. Oh, definitely. Yeah. If you live on the streets, you no, know, there's all manner of things that can happen to you. You don't have walls to protect you, so mm-hmm. everything happens to some of these poor people. And for herb, herbalists and healers... Classically, we come from a place of compassion because it was taught to us. As you know, the Buddha t- was taught uh, mm-hmm. compassion by having uh, seen some pretty horrible stuff. You know, you don't just like, oh, here's the compassion pills all the time, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, to be drawn to that particular population, you, a lot of these things are really familiar. Yeah. You no, know? so I ask that people have a space where they're just they're just present with mm-hmm. people they're hearing their trauma you your place is not to say I've also felt this you you may in your head be remembering things that are hauntingly familiar but you really your job is to listen to their story not necessarily relate it to your own story but to hear what their story is and then figure out a way to help them and sometimes just helping them is just hearing them that's yeah. all you need yeah
2: a lot of folks really need to be heard, and we don't have a good place for that in our current medical system. We have therapists, mm-hmm. and many of them are really quite good. Yeah. But not everybody has access to that. That's for sure. And not all health insurance covers mental illness or mental health. So even folks who have pretty robust insurance may not have what they need to deal with traumas, especially traumas that have happened decades ago, mm-hmm. you know, yep. or in their deeper past. Those traumas often are creating the problems that they're currently having in their physical body or they're part of the, the puzzle that has to be unraveled mm-hmm. so they can heal. Yep. But, you know, for
1: that We have some weird things in our culture that just don't mix naturally with healthy humans. Like there's this old-fashioned idea that um, you should stay in your home and um, you, if you go and connect with others or seek help, then you are weak. And I would argue that, that actually seeking help is a sign of strength.
2: Yeah, it takes incredible strength and courage, and courage. yes. To go and find help. Yeah. I mean that that takes an amazing courage. Yep. So you have like
1: people that are housewives and they are isolated, isolated and more isolated. Yeah. And if they're with an abusive partner, um, you know, the housewife or a house husband, whatever, then they are even more isolated. So the very help that they need in order to escape, they're being blocked from because yeah. their abusive partner is yeah. standing in the way they they know you know right. this person will get out of my little <laughs> yeah. oppressive manipulative game by connecting to others so isolating yeah. is it's putting somebody out as they as the phrase goes on an iceberg to die mm-hmm. and and that people like to have can that are manipulative they like to have this control over people they they see that as a replacement for something empty and missing in their own life. And I feel bad for them, but unless they're, you know, right there with me, my job is to, to deal with the patient that's there. And usually it's the person who's trying to recover from that kind of abuse.
2: Yeah.
1: Uh, It's really distracting. But I tell my herbalists that what they need to do, yeah, be present, keep good boundaries up. Sometimes people want to be touched, right? You know, good, safe touch. Um, But sometimes not. You always ask, do you want a hug? And for some people, that's not appropriate to give hugs. It really depends on the you know, being me being an older woman, uh, that grandmother type of 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 interaction is something that some people just crave. Right. You know, they really, really want it. And I feel like I get to call the shots on that uh, as far as offering it. Right. You know, do I feel safe with this person? There are other times when I've just like reached out and put my hand near a person, mm-hmm. and that's that's the touch that I feel there. They will respond best to, right. so they won't feel violated. Because there are some people they have been so physically violated that any kind of physical interaction will cause recoiling. Yes, and I've yes. seen that in people that, uh, for instance, there was a patient that has been coming to our clinic quite often and she's in a very oppressive abusive situation and every time i have learned i have to even though she's asked for hugs at the end of our mm-hmm. conversation a very slight person i have come up to her and said hey good to see you again you want a hug and she's recoiled like okay right. not right now right you know, right and that's not a personal slight on my part that's just no i don't know where she's coming from
2: no i mean even with folks there are folks who even have not necessarily been traumatized or they don't remember or know of any trauma in their mm-hmm. lives, but they have a hard time being touched yep. because of the way their nervous system is wired. For autism, for and, example. Yeah. That, and sure. well, and folks who are not on any spectrum, it just, some people are more sensitive than others. Yeah. And you know, if there's any trauma involved too, that just heightens that more. So yeah. it's important to be careful and, and to ask permission.
1: Yeah. yeah. Asking permission. And, and if someone says no, don't take a personal, Yes, and remember it's if you're the healer, it's about them. Yes, you know you yes. offer what is in your comfort load because you don't want to become a, a patient as well. Right. But when if someone says no, that's that's not about you. That's yes. just about what their space is right yeah. there. Yeah. So exactly. even when I like we have this little bench that um, is you know kind of like a a couch like thing in yeah. our bus, and I have said multiple times, do you mind if I sit next to you? Right. You know, and, and yeah. I've had I've multiple times also, says, wow, thank you for for asking. Right. You know, it just right. means a lot. You've just yes. validated my existence. Jeez, thank you.
2: Yes. It feels yes. really good to them. Yeah. Yeah. And it's also important for yourself to remember to respect those boundaries. There was a time, especially if you're at all a sensitive or empathic person, mm-hmm. you, you need to be careful with that. I mean, yeah. I, I got a piece of advice in a class that I took with Margie Flint. At the American Herbalist Guild's um, symposium in Mm -hmm. October 2017, Mm -hmm. and what she said to all of us, to the whole class, was that you should be—you need to be present. And when someone's telling you something, and it may be utterly heartbreaking, you should not be showing all your emotions. You Mm -hmm. shouldn't be having emotional reactions. And I don't think she was telling us to be a brick wall. A brick wall. But what she was really telling us is that they're unloading their stuff. Yes, they're unloading it sort of on you or you're, you're there, you're in charge mm-hmm. of it now. But you should not be having emotion about it because then they feel like they have to become the caregiver and that's thoroughly inappropriate. Mm-hmm. You're the one who's giving care. They are the one receiving care. Mm-hmm. And part of the receiving is that they can let go of this traumatic emotion. They can tell you the story. They can process it. They can say what needs to be said, mm-hmm. and they know they're safe, and they also know that you're not going to expect them to suddenly become the adult, which is in oftentimes in cases of many people who've suffered trauma, they've often ended up in positions where not only were they traumatized, but then they had to be the grown-up about it in right. within the context of family or relations or friends or whatever. Yeah. And that doesn't give them, when you have to step into that role from having been really hurt and then suddenly having to be the caregiver, mm-hmm. you don't have time to take care of yourself yeah. and to heal the wound that has been wrenched open.
1: You see that a lot so, with adult
2: children of alcoholics. Yes. Where they
1: have they have been the ones to help their parent figure or parents figure through a very fragile part. They're either throwing up or, you know, you're protecting them your younger siblings from abuse right. or whatever, but yeah. you're the adult in the room, even though you're eight.
2: Or even doing something as simple as making sure that you, everybody else eats, the kids eat. Yeah. They get the basics covered. Yeah. You know,
1: let's have dinner tonight. What to say. Yeah. So we'll just wait till dad passes out and then we'll go open up a can of soup. And, and it, it's re- once you have those patterns set for folks yeah. that have um, survived that kind of thing, then it's, very difficult to not continue to take that on. And again, that's another thing that we see with healers.
2: Yeah. And that's, I mean, a lot of healers, whether you're coming into it, knowing you're empathic Mm -hmm. or whether you're not empathic, it doesn't really matter. Mm -hmm. We're seeing stuff that creates emotional reaction. Yeah. And what Margie was telling us is, you know, yeah, you might have emotional reaction, but you need to take a, a, take a moment away if you need to Mm -hmm. to breathe a few and and get past that so that you're not putting that emotional reaction out there for them
1: and it's good to be clear like what I've said to folks is that when I'm training someone these are my the things that quote-unquote trigger me right Um, and don't trigger me in the way that you know it's clinically used but I I have I will ask after I see a patient that has these particular concerns, I will ask to take, to step away.
0: Yeah. So I mm-hmm. ask for
1: your support. If you, if you notice, this is the kind of thing we're working in real close quarters. Yeah. So you can yeah. And they've, they've done great with that. You yeah. know, they, the, because we work so well together and, and we noticed, we notice each other all the time. We've got each other's back. Like I have a little place that. Yeah, you're a tight uh, team. We're a very tight team, tight quarters. And there's a little place that like this is where Sue goes to cry. And Mm -hmm. if you just see the top of her head through the window. Leave her alone. Leave (laughs) her alone. Give her a minute. You know. Yeah. Um,
2: Yeah. And it's that that whole boundary thing and not touching is another thing for folks who are very empathic too. It's important to be careful about touch. Because there's one time where I was not. It was not a clinic space or anything like that. Mm -hmm. And we weren't talking about trauma, but the individual that I gave him a hug and suddenly I felt and saw vivid, vividly one of the traumas that he had went through. Mm-hmm. And I was aware of his background, so I knew what I was seeing. Right, But I wasn't asking for that. We weren't discussing it. It wasn't something that was, it was just he was in the space where his he was ready to let go of that particular incident or some piece of the energy of that incident. and. He and I were just saying, hey, it's been good to see you, mm-hmm. and that was it. But I ended up picking that up. Right. And if you're there with an herbal client or working with someone who has had trauma and you are, you know, energetically, mm-hmm. potentially might pick something like that, you need to be careful about it. Maybe you don't want to hug them even if they want to hug. Right. Because you need to make sure you can stay the healer. Yeah. You know, I mean – Something like that hits you right in the stomach, and it's hard to keep standing.
1: Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, and I know for other people that are that do urgent care kind of things like EMTs and stuff, yeah. you're not going to be hugging anybody.
2: Right. That's not right. your job. No. But it,
1: herbalists are often in a much more intimate role.
2: Yes, yes. And oftentimes we see people who may have gone to... Western medicine to help deal with some of the things, like maybe the broken arm that was part of a very traumatic, mm-hmm. abusive situation, was healed by an EMT. Yeah, but the EMT is not there to handle to listen. That's not what they do. They're 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 there, for there to solve. fix. They're yeah. a hero and they're there to fix yep. the immediate problem. To bring which to is, the hospital. Or, yeah. yeah, yeah, and the same thing. Honestly, that's what our Generally, our Western medical system is mostly about is the heroic aspects right, which is incredibly important in healing trauma mm-hmm. as well as many other things, mm-hmm. but doesn't do the whole job right and so we as herbalists we got into it to help heal, and yep. people know that I mean, yeah
1: it's a completely different th- also um keep in mind that you've got like, I have had patients where I felt really nervous about them, so there was there's no way I would. I would have any physical touch and, and yes. sometimes I've also had someone of the opposite sex in the room just to make sure that there was a witness. Yeah. Cause so I felt like there was some, mm, what's happening with the stories here. I had to protect myself. Yeah. I'm still here to help, but I'm here to help in a way that I, I personally won't be endangered because there are patients or clients mm-hmm. that they, you will have a very healing situation and they. After thinking about it again, now they've got a completely different spin on it, and you know you can you can be in danger. So it's very very important to make yeah. sure that that you're safe, that they're safe. No, I'm not saying go out and hug folks, but this yeah. this is
2: well, and that's an if that's, you do also
1: keep in mind for uh, like a scabies or things like that. Don't yeah. hug someone with scabies, right? Yeah, no, don't hug <laughs> someone <with> scabies <laughs>
2: and other fleas. Yeah. Also, be careful about that. You yeah. know, and, yeah. So. It's a it's a place where I think having a really strong referral network that you yep. can work with. So when you see a client and they're starting to get into things that are truly okay, therapy needed right here. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. those kinds of situations. That's where you need to you need to give the referral right. and send them to someone who's got the legal team behind them. It's got the appropriate um, boundaries and mm-hmm. backup. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Cause people
1: need a, a real diversity of stuff. I think that, um, with trauma care in general, just your job really being present. There are some times when I've sent somebody out with an herb and I think really the most healing part of it was me just saying you, I hear your loneliness. Yeah. I hear your feeling of separation. I hear the, the pain that you're sharing with me. Yeah. And that's, that was that's the healing right there. Yes. You, know, you, yeah. you are uh, an important uh, valid human being. You deserve care. Yeah. You know, I may have given them some other herbs, but the yeah. most important thing was just validating somebody. You're, you're, you're a person. I I acknowledge you. Yeah.
2: You know? Yeah, and I think that's part of where Amanda's work starts to become very powerful because you start looking at being able to use the The herbs in form of like flower essences and working with that Mm -hmm. spiritual piece that works on a slightly different level, Mm -hmm. like instead of the logical, because the logical brain can justify an awful lot of crap and pain. Mm -hmm. And so you know, you hear you're, you're giving them, like you said, you're giving them just a single herb, and it it's really the hearing and the listening and the talking about it. Yeah, and then the energy of the herb just helps to reinforce. The healing path they've chosen mm-hmm. and it becomes definitely. choice and gives them power yeah and having power and holding your own power is the key yeah truly it's the key to healing traumas being yeah. able to reclaim your power yeah this
1: yeah there's a lot of suffering that i've definitely unfortunately had to see And there are times when man it's just like it's too much
2: yeah yeah, and you got to know when to stay, step away, and give yourself a break. You know, the self-care, yeah. that's the other piece I think that's so very challenging as herbalists. Mm-hmm. And I think not just for herbalists, I think the medical and healing field in general. Oh, yeah. I mean, the Western medicine, heard, I've heard other people describe our Western medicine system as being highly abusive to the doctors and nurses who right. practice, and I think they're right. It's
1: true, especially, you know, that one of the nurses, 92-hour uh, shift, Right. Full 92-hour shift, no sleeping. Um, He finally gets home and he gets like three phone calls saying, can you come back? Can you do more shifts? Like, I physically cannot do it.
2: Right. Yeah. Yeah. I I physically can't do this. Not Let alone the fact that I haven't showered, I haven't eaten. Yeah. We've all heard the stories of like the interns that are expected to essentially live at the hospital and they're sleeping in broom closets for like an hour at a time. And I mean, that's abusive. Yeah. That's abusive. That's not allowing those people... Outside of just not taking care of their obvious physical needs, it doesn't give them time to process the emotional and the traumatic aspects of the diseases they've just treated. Yeah. Even if the diseases we're talking about aren't even people who have come in with trauma. Oh, yeah. You know, I mean, it's just watching people suffer is traumatic. It really is. Especially to the people who go into this practice. Most of them come into it because they want to help people heal. Mm Mm-hmm. And have to watch him suffer. We're human
1: beings. And this is, I've heard people say, well, that doctor was just so, so brusque with me. Like, well, he just worked 36 hours and he hasn't eaten for the last, at least eight hours. Mm -hmm. And going to the bathroom, not happening. So he came in and he did his job and he
2: left. Yeah. And That's
1: what he could do,
2: right? But that's again, that's an <laughs> abusive.
1: That's it an is. abusive
2: situation for him. He's an abusive situation. Yep. And who got the brunt of that? The person who's supposed to be receiving care, right? Got the punishment for the abuse the doctors yep. enduring, which we is have wrong. Some
1: freaking compassion for folks. Geez, we're doing the best we can.
2: The, well, the, I, I think me, that I think that that's a harsh thing to say to the patient. But it's who's I, I, it just helps not me. gotten what they got, what right, they needed. It, it helps
1: know? me because I'm a, an insider and I've mm-hmm. gone to the emergency room because I'm astonishingly clumsy, <laughs> and guess. I've had yeah. a person come through and like, yeah, I know who that person is. And they gave me okay care, mm-hmm. not what I'd call compassionate care. Right. And yet I'm looking at that person going, I know what that looks like. Yeah. I know this person is doing
2: the best they can with oh, what yeah. they have. That's true. And in all honesty, in all professions, most of us are doing the best that we can with whatever we've got. (laughs) But when you're walking in as a patient, you're you're vulnerable, incredibly vulnerable and you're scared. Yep. And if you're walking into a situation where you don't get care, that's really caring. Yep. That is
1: damaging. It's damaging, but it also will help people to not don't personalize. If you didn't get the care that you needed, Maybe it's not about you. And that idea it can be very healing for people.
2: For some people, that could be very you know, healing. What yeah. if
1: the person that's trying to help you also needs help? Your job isn't right. to help them.
2: Right. But what if... He- yeah, this is the part where it starts to get very sticky because it's somewhat like saying... Well, you were just abused, and maybe it's because the person who was abusive to you has had a hard, hard time. Things have not going, were going really badly for them, and they're being abused. So they turned around and abused you. And people do that too. But it's not okay. And no, it's no, not I'm okay in the healing okay. system. Yeah. No, I'm
1: not saying it's okay. I mean, we need to fix a lot of different things. Yeah. But it helps people, at least it's helped me to be able to be compassionate. To everybody around me, not only the people that I'm caring for, but the people that care for me to say, oh, what, what, I don't know what's what's going on with you right now, but I can tell you're, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I do
2: know that as herbalists, we need to be taking time to take care of ourselves. Yeah. We are fortunate in that. We don't have to bow to the needs of a healthcare industry and a pharmaceutical and for-profit industry like mm-hmm. doctors and nurses in traditional Western medicine need to. Yep. They don't have choice. They're in an abusive situation, and I don't know how to change that. Yeah, I but either. I do know that we don't have to be in that situation, and we can take care of ourselves so that we can be compassionate and caring with our clients. Yeah.
1: Do you have herbs that you like to use for aftercare?
2: Yes, flower essences, like yarrow flower essence is a key one for me because it helps to – it helps as an empathic person. It helps you to separate between what is yours and what is other Mm -hmm. because like it or not, a lot of us, even if you do all the visualizations and all the energy work and all the magical stuff and you're carrying totems and you're doing everything, if you're highly empathic, it still will – Very well end up at your core, whatever it is you've just encountered. Mm -hmm. So, if you've just encountered some serious trauma with someone, your heart is aching with the the pain that is resonating with their pain. Yeah. And though you don't have their painful experience, you feel the emotion as if it's your own. Yeah. And so, Yarrow helps you to separate that out. And once you can separate the difference, Mm -hmm. you can recognize that's the clients. Mm -hmm. And now it's time to let that go. So, the first piece is just separating yourself from that pain so that you remember your wholeness right yeah that's good i like to use catnip and
1: dill or fennel nice one of those because i'm a thrower upper ah yeah i've spent many times after a shift straight to your stomach yeah yeah Yeah. i just used to carry a little toothpaste uh toothbrush kit with me the end of the shift just go in there throw up you know brush my teeth and and i really yeah. found that the catnip and either dill or fennel depending on what which one i've got that combination that would be a really good
2: one yeah, yeah. and is. i can imagine that wood betony would be a really good between shifts, like yes per care during just during the week cuz it's That's a, a really point it's an excellent one for strengthening your stomach and your core on a physical level but also like emotional spiritual it helps collect your energy and bring it back into your stomach where it belongs and clean it Mm -hmm. You know, so you're kind of re re solidifying yourself, Mm -hmm. so you're more steeled, if you will, and ready for the next clinic or the next client or whatever the next is.
1: Yeah, I I think of that as also helpful with uh, migraines, too, which is Mm -hmm. you know commonly like somebody will get off shift and
2: they have three days off in a row, and that's when like migraine time, yes, because they're trying desperately, their body's trying to deal with all of what they've yeah just encountered and absorbed, no, yeah they've got
1: time to think about the stress, yes,
2: <laughs> yes, yes,
1: oh goodness, yeah, uh, I think that uh some people resort to sweets to help them get through, that. yeah like they're bringing either they're yeah. bringing their blood sugar back up or
2: or they're uh, just and there's just a something. certain like sweets. a
1: reward, like you just went through a hard time, so sweets yeah. are the reward system, yeah
2: mm-hmm. yeah, and for. Some folks, sweets are the thing that, yeah, get you through the hard times. Yeah, it's you quick know. carbs. Yeah. It's quick carbs. It reminds you that life still is sweet. Oh, so, oh, okay. you know, despite the horribleness that's going on or that you've <laughs> just, you know, listened to a, a little bit of sweet will help you remember that life is sweet. It's good. Yeah. The problem is too much of that bad, yeah. <laughs> you know. Bad for your waistline, bad for your insulin and, sugar. and blood sugar, yeah. and you know, I mean, bad all around. So yeah, I know that there are people that instead
1: of that they um, chewed on licorice root.
2: Yeah, I was going to say that'd be a good one. Fennel and fennel would be yeah. a good one. Yeah, and cinnamon. cinnamon. Yeah. Cinnamon's known for being good for blood sugar. Man, is it ever!
1: It's amazing. Um, just having uh, good snacks to to eat, uh, drink water. Yes. Always important.
2: Yes. After you've encountered after you've encountered someone who's who's dealing with trauma and, and they've gone, you know, it's really important to drink some water. Mm-hmm. And it's best I like rock water, so if you can throw like a little crystal, like a just oh. a quartz crystal, put it in the bottom of your glass. Oh. and let it stand you know as you're maybe cleaning up or putting your files away or whatever it is you do mm-hmm. let it stand with the quartz crystal for a few minutes it doesn't mm-hmm. have to be long Don't overnight it. overnight is fine but it doesn't really have to be that long i okay. found that just that little bit it helps change something about the water and honestly i mean someone who does practices stone medicine could probably give you a much better example mm-hmm. or ex- explanation but it creates a purity and an energy in the water mm-hmm. that will help clear your system. So, so somebody gave me a
1: fluorite. So it's called Nice. A yeah. purple and a green one. Nice. And
2: uh Those are good healing stones.
1: Yeah, he was an interesting person. Um he's really tied into his native culture, Mohawks's mm-hmm. family background, and he called me grandma even though he was like 20 years older than me. Right.
0: Yeah. yeah.
1: So, uh since so you've got grandma energy, mm-hmm. you're you're one of the grandmas. Like, okay,
2: cool. That's an
1: honor. Whatever. Yeah, I, that's I, an honor. I, I was very happy about it. And then at the end, and I don't. It's a free clinic. when I ask asking for anything. Right. He gave yeah. me a really cool stone, the, the flu, fluorite. The fluorite. Okay. Yeah. Right. Right. Not not the rock person, um, but it was it was absolutely gorgeous. And he was showing me different ways of using it. You know, with blowing nice. on it or
2: whatever. Beautiful. Which, yeah, that's good spirit medicine.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I thought that that was pretty cool. I know a lot of people really rely on that to help them
2: heal. Yeah, yeah. another piece that I often do will be to um, smudge my space to help clear the energies, mm-hmm. and it kind of depends on the nature of the trauma. Um, what I use most yeah. often, I use like sage, thyme, and oregano that I've dried from my yard because it's here and it's my you know that that's what I use for most things. But mm-hmm. if it's a really intense like one of those really heinous crime kind of abuse traumas, uh-huh. I might pull out like some Palo Santo or some white sage. Oh. And for white sage, I make sure that that's, you know, ethically harvested or better off grown, you know, ethically farmed. So it's because bit. it's in endangered
1: or yeah. because it's just been... Endangered, poorly harvested, yeah, probably yeah. both,
2: <laughs> and the same thing with the Palo Santo. I aim for appropriately harvested. Okay,
1: that's a good thing to know. Yeah, okay. while you're dealing with your own trauma, I shouldn't cause earth trauma.
2: Right, exactly. That would be a bad thing.
1: I know uh, there are some restrictions sometimes depending on where you're working. Yes. Some people.
2: All uh, right, you're not allowed to do any smudging you set up yeah. in you know, my space, I can yeah, in my space, I can do that. Yeah. But you know, yeah, if you're working, depending on what kind of what your clinic space looks like, you may not be able to.
1: Yeah, and sometimes you're not able to, to take uh, time between patients, sometimes you're, or clients. Um, sometimes you are. It really depends. Yeah I think as
2: herbalists, we really need to keep pushing hard to have space between clients, even if it's just 10 or 15 minutes. Because yeah. it's not appropriate, in my opinion, to hustle one after another after another because it wears you down, it wears your space down, and it ultimately doesn't feed the energy properly. Yeah. We don't want to duplicate so. the broken system that exactly. the medical
1: community has. Exactly.
2: And it can be
1: tempting, especially, you know, in the situation I'm in where I'm working with doctors and nurses and they're used to that clip, 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 clip. Yeah. You have um, to pull back. Yeah. yeah. And it's, it's, tough, it's you know, tough, you know, especially when you see a long line of people out there mm-hmm. hoping – we just got to bring bring more herbalists in, and there are herbalists that are hungry for that opportunity to help others. So. Yeah,
2: yeah. if you have a space where you can't uh, use smoke to smudge, hydrosols work well, too. Oh, that's a good point. Yes. Yes. I have a bottle of rose hydrosol that I keep specifically for smoothing the energies, especially during allergy season, because my allergies don't like smoke during the allergy season. <laughs>
1: now, you talk a little bit about the difference between a hydrosol and an essential oil. I know we're kind of running out of time here a bit.
2: Now, the hydrosol is a distilled whole plant extraction that it uses. It's like flower water. Mm-hmm. I, I wish I could be much more like clearly specific, and I wish I had an expert on hydrosols. I could say, hey, you know, come and tell me about this. Mm-hmm. Tell us about this. Essential oils are just the volatile oils. Very concentrated. Incredibly concentrated. Mm -hmm. I do occasionally use those for my space, especially if I know someone who's, I know who's coming and I know what types of essential oils are going to be most helpful to them. Mm -hmm. I may use those um, in an aromatherapy style, in a a diffuser Mm -hmm. in my space. Um, But for aftercare and for taking care of myself, I'll more likely use a hydrosol because it's it's small, it's personal, and yeah. I don't know. I mean, for me, I found that hydrosols work quite well. Yeah,
1: the essential oils, I have used those for pretty extreme situations, and I'm aware that there are people that can be yeah. allergic. I know people that are allergic to lavender, for example, yeah. or yeah. things like that. But, man, there is nothing like lavender essential oil for helping someone who is going through meth or who mm-hmm. is uh, coming off of alcohol and has got DT, starting yeah. to do the trembles. There is nothing like it, right?
2: Yeah, and as an aftercare for yourself after you've dealt with that, it's lavender is really good for helping your muscles relax. Yes. So if you find that you're the type of person that when you're dealing with trying to make sense of or clear your energy after a really traumatic session with you know where someone's you're not having the trauma but someone's expressing trauma Uh or releasing trauma and you find your muscles, especially your shoulders and upper body muscles, tend to get really tight. Lavender's a good potential choice for that, yeah, that's so a really a good point. Up.
1: yep, and there are situations where um those of us word in like the more traditional clinical healing ish situations, we can't go to the bathroom for long periods of time, right which like, is just, totally unhealthy. I know I'm it, sorry, it that's just ridiculous, <laughs> it, it keeps know? us from uh, drinking enough water, <laughs> yeah. yeah,, but uh just having uh, something quick like a little dab of essential oil like thats that so our help, yeah. okay, that's
2: what I've got. That's all I've got. Yeah, and you you can carry that in your pocket. And I do. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) bet I do. Yeah. So, yeah, the other kinds of aftercare that I do for myself are things like I might take a walk if if the trauma is causing a lot of mental energy. Yeah. Especially if I keep trying to solve the problem, solve, solve, solve in my head, always Mm. trying, you know, that logical thinking mind won't shut down. Right. A walk is a really good way to let that energy go. And as I'm walking... Every time the thought comes up, I just imagine myself chucking it, yeah, like throwing it like seeds to the wind, and let the wind carry it away, or let the you know let the atmosphere deal with it. Yeah. So a brisk walk will often help with that. Brisk or sometimes a stroll, but you know,
1: a little bit different for people that work with herbs as opposed to that are in a clinical setting. Is with herbalists, we tend to see people in uh, more compact, short stints. Mm -hmm. You can have a patient that you're seeing for years. But oftentimes, it's uh, people are coming to you because they have something that's very broken that the right. medical ter- the medical world is not able to deal with. Yeah. So you might be seeing them every single week. Sure, um,
2: and yeah. it's I think that's pretty, pretty planning planning scheduling a walk after that client, right? Even if it's only just a ten minute walk. Yeah, that that's a good idea. And
1: I I would strongly suggest using Flower. So that mm-hmm. you're not thinking, just thinking about that story over and over yeah. and over again, because you know you're going to see subtle. that person soon again. Yeah, and you can have that railroad train of thought that just keeps right. you awake, and then you're not a a good a good uh, healer as well.
2: Yeah, and I found that if it's if you tend to be more like the emotions of it keep coming up, you're feeling them, you're thinking about them, you're thinking about you know just your very emotional feeling kind of person a shower is a really good one oh gosh yes yes i'm so glad yes. you mentioned that <laughs> The shower it's amazing how well i mean baths are great but for that kind of thing i prefer a shower because it washes it away yes uh, me yeah. too and i also like standing in it like i'll yeah I'll you just plug
1: it up there. and then throw epsom salts in there yes. kind of like be a shower bath kind of thing yes. i'm just standing there for a while and then letting it mm-hmm. like letting everything just go down i can't what i can't lay down no way just, man I, I gotta stand and let that crap go mm-hmm but, yeah, yeah, I love
2: healing bath maybe after the shower, but for <laughs> rejuvenating, but you know honestly, yeah. just the shower itself is amazingly clearing, and a lot of times I find it recharges me, like yep. even if it's late and I need to go to bed, it doesn't recharge me in a way that makes me stay up. It just refills me like yeah. I don't feel empty and broken anymore yeah there's
1: plenty of time when I've stood in that shower stall with the with the water hitting me, and I've just got my forehead. Yeah, right, right it's right the town. Like, uh, eventually, eventually, it's going to turn into tears. I yeah, know. I'm going to yeah. stay here until it does. But Lord, yeah. Lord, I not oh need God. the water on me. Yep, yeah. <laughs> yep.
2: Yeah. I love really oh. large hot water heaters. <laughs> oh yeah, I know. I know. I'm sure there are people in the back like, oh no,
1: Sunday night. There's no way I'm going to be able to get a good shower right now. She's going <laughs> to take all that hot water.
2: <laughs> get used to it, people. That's right. <laughs> All right, wow. So, yeah, aftercare, really, really important. Aftercare. Take care of really yourself.
1: Important. And I guess what we would say is uh, when it comes to healing, put, put an, an herb, herb on it. it.
0: <laughs> the statements made about herbs and products on this podcast have not been evaluated by the United States Food and Drug Administration, FDA, and are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent disease. All information provided on this podcast